It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Through the miracle of Internet Radio, the Never Say Impossible show offers a unique opportunity for the sharing of information and a unique opportunity to tell the world your story about your accomplishments, your passions, your products, and how you can be contacted. The show is designed to introduce you to new people who will inspire, motivate, and inform you of innovative ways to breathe new life into your goals and dreams. At NSI, anything is possible until you say it's not. I'm Myra, your host. At NSI, we believe the sharing of information, ideas, and prosperity is what enriches society as a whole. We can change the world by supporting, respecting, and caring for one another. Our topic today, discovering the extraordinary you. Our guest is the amazing Cynthia James transformational coach, spiritual healer, workshop facilitator, world-renowned speaker, and author of several books focused on assisting women to be their very best selves. We'll be right back after a short break with Miss James. Do you have a B-card global yet? Do you know what it is? It's amazing. It's a virtual business card, the ultimate marketing tool. Imagine never having to print another business card again. And best of all, you can have one for free. All you have to do is visit www.myraspeaks.com and grab your free B-card. That's M-Y-R-A-S-P-E-A-K-S dot com, Myra Speaks. Advertise and promote yourself, your business, your products and services on your smart devices or computer. Use it as a contact management system. Keep track of all your friends, family, business associates, downline, employees, prospects on your smart device and automatically update all information. Use it as an instant referral system. You can't beat it. Grab it while it's free. Once again, visit www.myraspeaks.com. 
www.thebeecard.com and get your free bee card today. Listeners, how many of us really feel that we have reached our greatest potential? It is common to allow the past to infiltrate our today. Whatever we believed about ourselves as we were growing up somehow seems to influence our ultimate ability to fulfill our dreams as adults. If we thought we were less than we should have been, those negative thoughts never really go away until you face them head on. Actually, I think those type of thoughts operate in our self-subconscious, leaving us unaware that we are really thinking very self-deprecating thoughts about ourselves. The amazing Cynthia James has developed a program to address that very common symptom so many women suffer from today. She has devoted a great deal of her life to helping women achieve success at home and at work. Welcome, Cynthia, to NSI Internet Radio. I am so happy to be here. Thank you, Myra. I think your past is very interesting, and it's part, let me put it this way, your history, how you got Mm -hmm. to this place. And I think it would be fabulous if you shared a little bit of that with our listeners. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm happy to. You know, I really think that uh, my history has, has actually been a gift to me, even though I wouldn't wish everything that happened to me to happen to anyone else. But I really think it's been a gift. It's how I do the work I do today. And so I was born in Minneapolis and um, to a mother that was incredibly beautiful and bright, but had come from four generations of women who had been traumatized and abused. And so she didn't know anything else. And so she married my biological father, who was an alcoholic. And then after they divorced, she remarried my stepfather, who was a very violent man, beat her and was a pedophile and molested me for from age six to seven until my uncle came and rescued us. And so for me, that whole violent thing and our whole family was engaged in, in, in that whole dynamic. And so I actually thought that that was normal. I thought that that that's what people did and how they experienced life. And, and at one point I said, what if I, I don't know that I was so conscious, but I said, I want to do it differently. So I, I joined the debate club and I became a cheerleader and I, I um, was a model for a department store because it got me out of the environment that didn't support me. And even though, you know, the challenges with with, um, my recreating my past continued, you know, into my 30s, I think those beginning choices were the thing that helped me understand that there was a different possibility available for me. It's interesting because so many women have traumatic beginnings and it's not unusual. You thought it was normal. But for many women, it is normal to have these unbelievably disappointing, tragic beginnings. So I get it, and I totally understand it. 
But now that you found your way out of it, there must have been someone or something along the way that allowed you to see beyond the darkness of your past. Mm. Who was mm-hmm. it? <laughs> well, you know, there was actually two things. One, I call a miracle. I was very depressed, and I was laying in my apartment in Los Angeles. I was pursuing an acting career, and I was really depressed. And I really was having this kind of intense conversation with God, like, you know, why aren't you taking care of me kind of conversation. And I'm really asking if this is real, you know, show me something. And my phone rang. And it was a woman I barely knew. But somehow she tapped into me and she asked me, how was I? And I decided to tell the truth. And I told her I was not doing well. She said, yeah, I could kind of feel you. Are your shades drawn? And I'm like, how did she know I was in the dark, right? And she said, so your dad was an alcoholic, right? And I was like, yeah. She said, well, mine too. And I'm going to an Al-Anon meeting. Would you like to come with me? And for some reason, I said yes. And that opened up a, a, a little doorway that said, oh, there are other people who've gone through this, and there are tools that you can use to, to shift that. The other thing was that I was in a choir, and a woman was tired of me complaining about my failed relationships, and she handed me a book. And the book and how to play by Florence Scovel Shin. And it was written in the early 1900s. And this woman wrote all the things I had thought about as a kid. And I was like, oh my goodness. So I started researching places where I could go and learn more about this kind of change your thinking, change your life mindset. I understand that also. And we all need an inspirational figure or friend or coach or someone that can help us crawl out of the hole that we are living in and probably unaware of for until it surfaces to the point where you, you almost can't function anymore, which is what happened to you. The disappointments, the, the pain, all that we suppress is still there. And we walk around acting normal, but feeling all these things. So that's what brought you to this passionate mission you're on. I yeah. Really, yeah, I get that. It's beautiful. Why do you think so many women are afflicted by this low self-esteem? And why don't we address it more? Well, you know, it's really interesting because when I was writing my new book, I really was doing some research. And really, until the early 1900s, we were considered property. I mean, there are still some places in the world where women are property. And, and our only job was to, was to take care of the family, create children, you know, and take care of the man. And we weren't to have a voice and we weren't, we weren't to um, – honored the gifts that we had been given. Our only job was to take care of them. And so I think that that's been encoded in our DNA for generations and we're just starting to awaken. And so because that's the truth, what happens is, is that we start to make a move. We, we, we have a desire or 
we have a dream and we start to move forward and then those old paradigms and the people around us telling us that we can't and that we're not smart enough and that we're not important enough or we're too fat or we're too whatever, we, we, it's so encoded that we listen to it as opposed to thinking, what if that's not true? What if that's not my reality going forward? What if I can create something new? Hmm. We put so much emphasis on women on their physical appearance that it's it, it's mind blowing to me. It's 2016, and we talk about high ranking officials and political figures and so forth, and discuss what they're wearing and what they look like. You never do that with a man. It's just not the norm. You could be the strangest geekiest looking guy if you have achieved success nobody talks about the way you look it's unimportant it's what you've achieved however women are still held by that unrealistic standard i think it's so unfair i just wanted to uh, talk about that because i have mixed emotions about that one of the things is i think what you're saying is completely accurate that that some kind of system got set up that said this is what a beautiful woman is and this is how she's supposed to look and this is how she's supposed to be. And, and if she's not, then there's a conversation. But here's the other part. Because we have been infected with low self-esteem and because we have not been nurtured to understand that we need to put ourselves first, what we do is, is, is we cease to honor the beauty that we are we cease to bring our most beautiful self out into the world. I used to sell Mary Kay cosmetics and they used to say, walk out of the house feeling your most beautiful self, whatever that means to you. And I think that that's something we weren't taught so that the energy that we carry the moment we step out of our house is, is the thing that's vibrating as our beauty. Very well put. How important is forgiveness in this whole healing process? Oh, essential. But I have a, I have a, uh, I do emotional integrative coaching and, and forgiveness is a big part of that with people. And one of the things I tell them is, is that, you know, if you, if you look at it from a spiritual point of view, you know, really, you know, spirit, the universe holds all the polarities. There's nothing really to forgive. It's really our perceptions of the acts or the behaviors and then what we make them mean. And so quantum physicists say everything is energy and information until we define it. And so the thing is, is that the forgiveness for me is looking at the perceptions of what happened and what we made it mean for ourselves. I mean, I thought for so long because my stepfather molested me, you know, two things that were just really, you know, it was a dichotomy. One was that my whole value was sexual. And the other part was, was that, you know, he had taken away my ability to love and be loved. And when I looked at those two things and really looked at the perception and what it meant, I thought, you know, that's not true. What if, what if who I am is who I am because who I am today, that what he did was not uh, anything I would wish on any child? but I don't have to carry it because it's not my final blueprint. 
And my sexuality belongs to me. I get to choose where I put it. Yeah. <laughs> I know that that whole believing that your only value is based on who you are as a female, as a sexual female, it plagues so many women. I see it in teenagers. I see it in very young girls. It starts very early because somebody or something in their life has made them believe that is what their worth is, and they start using it as a tool. And if they don't get over it, because first of all, age affects everybody. And when you're very young, you can use those those type of things as tools. And as you begin to mature, they work against you and it becomes even more of a painful situation. But I would like girls to stop thinking of themselves as objects. I would like Mm -hmm. them to think of themselves as whole individuals with lots to offer. Being sexual is just part, one little part of this gigantic package that they are. So, you know, it's really all of that emphasis on the sexual part of who you are is just not right. I want your opinion on fear of failure. What part does that play? Well, I think it's a big part. You know, we've got these stringent rules about what is success and what does it look like and how does it express. And so we start trying to manufacture or manifest success based on these rules. And it doesn't apply. You know, everybody can be successful from different points of view. But because we're looking at what's been set before us, we're trying to be that. We're trying to become that. And then the thing in us that says this is scary, you know, starts to shut us down. And then if we start comparing ourselves to other people and, and we're not going to be like anyone else, you know, I, when, when you think about it, you know, um, the man who created Facebook was an anomaly. He was outside the system and, and he created something that, that no, he saw a niche and then he did it. But the thing about it is, is that you have to understand what are you passionate about? What can you bring and, 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 and be willing to step out even if you fall? It is not failure forever. It's just a moment. Hmm. I'm pretty hard to wrap your arms around that when you are in free mm-hmm. fall. That's why they need you. Well, and I really, I'm really passionate about supporting women and finding and finding their power and and bring it because I really think that this time on the planet is a time for our reemergence, for our um, our our bringing our light to the world. It was really interesting because I was listening to a radio station yesterday and they were talking about the fact that this isn't the first time a woman ran for president. There was a woman in the 1700s named Victoria who ran for president and she ran for president because she wanted to bring to the awareness, the fact that there were myths about women, you know, and she didn't get treated well, you know, but it was incredible that for whatever reason, in that moment, she said, 
no more. I am not how you are defining me, nor is any other woman. We have gifts and we're here to share them. And she brought it. And I think that that's what we're here to do. And so for me, it's like anytime I get to put a mirror up to a woman and say, do you see how amazing you are? Do you see how fabulous you are? Nobody else can do what you came here to do. You're an original imprint. Beautifully, beautifully put. And I think it's something that so many young women need to see, need to really respect themselves, look at themselves and say, wow, I'm pretty cool. (laughs) I wanted to ask you about how people contact you before we go on and talk about your books and your programs Mm -hmm. and so forth. How do they get to you? CynthiaJames.net. That's, it's got uh, all my programs, how they can book appointments with me, uh, lots of gifts for people. Uh, it's yeah, I I, the, I made the website a place where people have access to all kinds of different things. Do you think that um, financial deprivation is plays a part in this? That women who are lower economic backgrounds feel more trapped or is it straight across the board? Well, I think we we live in a culture that tells us if we're poor, we're trapped. I don't necessarily think it's true. How did Oprah get to be Oprah? You know, Mm -hmm. uh, it's like, yeah, I mean, where did I, I mean, I came from, we were on welfare, you know, and and food lines and stuff. And me too. (laughs) yeah, Yeah, right. And so I, so I think that, that, it's very difficult to find a way out of that because there's so much information telling you that that's who you are. But I think that there is also in within us this incredible essence, you know, I call it your extraordinary essence, this light that knows that you're more than that, that knows that there are possibilities and ways for you to express and you just have to open to them and not listen to, I mean, when we look at what's going on in our world right now and what's going on in our country politically and all this stuff, you know, there's all this stuff to divide us. But there's something there that also says, you know, we're beautiful and we're powerful and we're gifted. You know, I mean, when I, when I think about it, there are, you know, thousands and thousands of singers on this planet. Nobody sings the same. That's important. That's very important. You know, you said something earlier that I'd like to expand on. You said that in your very early startup years, you worked as a department store model. So did I. And then I worked myself into corporate cosmetics. And I remember some of the women that we would hire. I, I was all over the the northeast and they would come in so timid so frightened and as they learned that they were able to do something other than they had been told they could not do much of anything and they became tremendous successes i mean there were women back then that i knew that were making close to six figures as counter managers Mm -hmm. and the personality change that I would see 
during that time when they began to discover their talents, their ability to communicate with others and to influence others as leaders was amazing. So, you know, your examples are absolutely spot on, but we've got to get to these women. And and I'm so pleased with what you're doing because I think it's so important that you've taken it to this level and you are working towards helping so many open up to the potential that is inside of them and they don't even know. So I I personally want to say thank you for that. We're going to take a very short break. And when we come back, I want to hear all about your books and your newest one, uh, I Choose Me, and why you wrote it and so forth. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Sign up today for my weekly radio show announcements and guest information and receive a free chapter of my newest book, Dancing on Your Disabilities, Never Say Impossible to Your Dreams, My Story of Perseverance, Passion, Hope, and Happiness. Dreams do come true despite adversity. If I can do it, you can do it too. Hello again. This is Myra at NSI Radio. It's short for Never Say Impossible Radio because I believe anything is possible when you believe it is. And we are talking to the very interesting and accomplished Cynthia James on a mission to bring out the best that we can be as women. To all women. So, Cynthia, tell us about your book. Well, I have um, I have four books. Um, my first book is called What Will Set You Free, and it's actually the curriculum and the foundation for my coaching program and, and my coach training that I have trained people to do. And it's really about identifying and transforming old um, waves of energy and old ways of being and paradigms that keep us stuck and, and cycling in the same place. And so it's really about looking at the places where we've lost our voice, where where we don't know how to forgive, how we don't understand radical self-care, and how we really create a plan to shift our lives. And so, um, and that, you know, I've done that with men and women, um, and I do workshops all over the world um, to help people understand that they get to, to recreate their their blueprint. And then the second book is Revealing Your Extraordinary Essence. And that's really a book that you can, it's in 12 sections and a lot of people do it, you know, as a year long book club. And it's really about identifying how amazing you are and, and in every area of your, every area of your life, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, financially, sexually, how do you just bring that essence into every aspect of your life so that you shine? And then my third one is a children's book, and it's called You Are Loved. I was in Ireland, and uh, there were these two young girls, and I, they were sisters, and I said, so if you could know anything, what would it be? And they, without a blink, they both said to know that we're loved. And so I just sat down, and I wrote this poem, and I got an illustrator, and it's really to just remind children that they've got um, – angels and a tribe around them, no matter what it looks like, that cares for them and supports them. 
And then the last one is my new book. It's called I Choose Me, The Art of Being a Phenomenally Successful Woman at Home and at Work. And I wrote this book, uh, I think, first, because I needed to understand it. <laughs> and secondly, because I really, I really want women to understand that whether they're at home, whether they're at work, or whether they're in their own inner life, their, their spiritual life, you know, that there are tools for them be powerful and empowered and to take care of themselves and to learn that they must put themselves first. We've been enculturated to do it the other way because we don't understand that by taking care of ourselves first, we raise the vibration of our relationships, our, of our environments, and ultimately of the planet. And so I want women to know that by taking care of ourselves and honoring our body temples and nurturing ourselves, something beautiful occurs. Mm, that's really interesting. And I think it's also true of young men. And I mm-hmm. think it's so visible lately with some of the emotionally troubled people we see doing, creating terrible, terrible carnage based on misdirected anger and and twisted thinking from feeling rejected by society. I wonder how we can reach people in general so there isn't so much pain because all of that anger and violence comes from pain. And I'm not talking about religious fanatics. I'm talking Mm -hmm. about people in this country who who just suffered a great deal and haven't received help. And as a result, they strike out in what we call emotionally disturbed behavior. And it, it's really behavior to destroy themselves, but they take out people with that behavior as well. How do you think mm-hmm. as a country we can do that? Well, one of the things I think is doing what you're doing. You know, media is extraordinarily powerful. By having, there's more and more internet radio shows and 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 um, mainstream radio shows and things that are talking about positive things and bringing on teachers and and writers to to talk about it. The other thing I I, I think is to is to actually understand the power of the internet. You know, I mean, I have people in my programs, I have Facebook pages and I post things and I invite people into conversations to open up to their vulnerability. And I think also having community gatherings, I do a woman's workshop, I mean, a um, conference every year. And I invite women from all over to come to Colorado and we spend a weekend understanding that, that there are possibilities and there are things to change. I, I think that our culture, you know, it has become a place where we like, well, let's just medicate everybody if they're going through stuff and not understanding that you can't really test people to see if medicine works for you or not, because there are people that need it, but we don't all need it. We're, we're medicating our children. How about teaching our children to love themselves, to honor themselves, to bring their, their gift and to take them out of this kind of rigid way of being that says you have to look like this in order to be successful or to be honored or to be valued. And I think it's a big lie that we've been told. So I really think that we're living in an extraordinary time of information where people can access tools and gifts and teachers and coaches that can support them. 
very important. And I think learning to love one another for Mm -hmm. our differences, not to fear people who are different. We've, We've been in a culture who has spent a great deal of effort from the beginning fearing people that were different and believed differently than we did and looked different. And although we've come a long way, because I've been around a long time and I remember what it was like being a woman, being a woman of color, being a woman with a disability, uh, I, I just remember how what it was like and what it is today. However, I think today, unlike yesterday, it's gone underground. It's not as though it's totally gone. It's still there. It's just politically incorrect to exhibit any of that behavior because there are consequences. So, you know, I think people are still feeling suppressed. Women are still, as you said, still feeling suppressed. And that's why it is so important that people like you are in this world. Thank you again. Oh, well, Thank you, Myra. And, you know, here's the thing. I I think something extraordinary is happening. I think we've got two things emerging simultaneously. We've got people like you and people like me who are so committed to shifting the old ways of being, to bringing light and new information. And then we've got those, those undercurrent places are emerging out of, you know, um, whether it's political or whether it's terrorism or whatever it is, you know, and they're both rising at the same time. And, you know, I mean, I was, I was telling someone, you know, that, um, you know, we're kind of living in the Lord of the Rings, <laughs> you know, <laughs> with the light and the dark happening at the same time. But I think the, the incredible thing about it is, is that you get to choose. You get to choose where you want to live how you want to walk, how you want to connect. You get to choose to honor other people, learn about other people, because I think education is the thing that separates us. When we have a lack of education about who we are and how we're brought up and and, and what's important to us, you know, we find out that there are some differences, but there's a whole lot of similarities. More similarities than there are differences because we all bleed, we all hurt, we all love, we all hate. Unfortunately, there is too much hate. I I think that if you look at a human being, we all have the same needs. That's why there's such a quest for happiness and a debate on what happiness really is. Well, happiness is what it is for you, but it definitely isn't the Maserati or the 50-room right. mansion. It's, it, those are superficial soap bubble happiness moments that right. you get, and then you reach out to hold it, and it goes pop in your hands, just dripping with soapy water. It, that isn't where happiness comes from. Happiness comes from inner peace and appreciation for who and what you are. You talk about something called parallel what right. is <laughs> Actually, I learned about it. I was taking a class with Lisa Nichols, and I was, I was working a full-time job. And um, 
I was also trying to build my, my coaching business and, and my entrepreneurial business. And she said, oh, you're a parallelpreneur. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and so the, the incredible thing about it was I shifted the perception from the fact that, you know, I had this job, that, you know, this nine to five job that was a weight. As, and I flipped it to, oh, that nine to five job is the investor in my future. And so I took a percentage of the money that I made in my job and I put it towards my business. I mean, it's how I built my technology. It's how I got my social media running until a point where it reached a place where my, my secondary work, my entrepreneurial stuff rose to the point that, that the, I could let go of the other position that had been my investor. Mm. So then you 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 took that step, that leap of faith, right? <laughs> right. And oh. you know, you there's a point where you have to do that. You can't you can't just keep your foot in both worlds. It's true because you'll never master either because you'll be right. split. You were learning, you were learning, and you were learning. And when you had come into your own, that's when you took that leap of faith. Now. Let me ask you for our listeners. If someone wants to work with you and they're not in your area, do you do phone conferences? Do you have mm-hmm. um, CDs? Or how do you work with people who are in other yeah. parts of the country? I, um, I work um, varying ways. In fact, I work with people all over the world. I do Skype where, we, where people can see me. Um, I do phone calls. Some people want to do more phones. I do, I, when I'm in Denver, I travel a lot, but I have an office in Denver, and when I'm in Denver, I do in-person meetings. I, I have a mastermind for women that I do once a year um, where we spend four months just really supporting you with experts and coaches to help you move to the next level. I, I you can go to my store on my website, CynthiaJames.net, and there's a ton of CDs and meditation CDs and music CDs and all of my products. And there's, there's gifts, things that you can sign up for just to support you in getting started. There's one called Five Ways of Playing Bigger, and you get email from me five weeks in a row giving you tips on how to play bigger. Mm. How to become a mini Cynthia James. <laughs> That's very funny. No, <laughs> no well, I'm but you're become a great you. <laughs> you're so inspirational. I, I can see, I can see where, as women or men begin to feel that they can spread their wings, they look at you and say, "Yes, I can." And I think that a problem that we have in our society. A lot of our role models are not the healthiest role models that they they could be. They are um, very often sports personalities that maybe don't live the most wholesome life they should, and yet they sport all of this tremendous income and money, and it seduces people into unrealistic uh dreams of of becoming that number one Michael Jordan or whomever mm-hmm. and the rappers and and the people who who make tremendous amounts of money that way and everybody wants to be one of them 
and it's not realistic for 90% of the people. It's a dream, and I'm not saying anybody should ignore their dreams, but they should have a backup plan. Well, absolutely. And, and you know, just because you have a dream doesn't mean it's going to manifest today. You know, I when I was a kid, I wanted to be an actress, you know, uh, and it took a, a long time for that to fulfill itself. And it took a lot of training, you know, cause it, because the thing about it is, is that, is that a dream is within you, I think, because there's a, there's a heart's desire, there's something, but there are things to help it manifest. Everybody doesn't just come on the planet being Michael Jordan, you know, or Magic Johnson or whoever, you know, um, but there are people who, who work hard and play sports well, but some of them become teachers, some of them become mentors. You know, there's different ways for you to bring that dream to life if you don't try to put it in a box to look a certain way and, and to um, look like someone else that you admire. But that's so true because on a personal level, I my father was a musician and uh, he, he was always around beautiful show girls and I wanted to be one. My parents had separated by the time I was five and when I would see him, he was always with these beautiful women and that was my dream and I wanted to be a dancer and this and that and then I became completely paralyzed by polio. I had to have a second plan. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't it it wasn't uh it just wasn't feasible that I was going to be that original childhood dream. But like you talk about, I used creativity to get past the disappointments and, um, you know, develop other aspects of my personality and my talents that carried me through and got me through some of the most dreadful times in my life. So, and I know you talk about that too, because I've been snooping around everything you do. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it, it's, I love your message. I think it's wonderful, and we're just about at close. And I'd like to know if you have something you would like to say that's inspirational to my listeners mm-hmm. that might keep them going and stop them from that nagging feeling of, oh, what the heck, why don't I just give up? Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing I want to... I want to say is that really you're a masterpiece. There's nobody else with your DNA. There's nobody else with, with your way of operating or expressing on the planet. And so your unique nature is what makes you astounding and special. And so no matter what's happened before today is a new day. You get to create the life that you want. Start simply by just taking care of yourself, resting, eating well, moving your body, and inviting in people that see who you are and see your amazing possibility. I love that. Thank you so much, Cynthia, for visiting with us today and sharing your pearls of wisdom. And you are always welcome to come back and visit with us again. 
Thank you so much. I've had such an incredible time, and thank you for the gift that you bring and the space for people to share. Well, thank you, Cynthia. And for you out there in cyberspace, thank you for listening. You can find us on facebook.com forward slash never say impossible, and of course on myracoldic.com. Remember to like the page when you visit. You can also find us listed as N-S-I-N-D-O-O-D Radio on Stitcher.com, iTunes, on TalkShoe.com, on TuneIn.com, on my website, MyraGoldick.com, in the show archives, and the blog. And Cynthia's information will be on the blog. And until next time, never say impossible. You've been listening to Never Say Impossible, a show created to inspire, motivate, and inform the public with unique guests and content. NSI is a powerful way to connect with millions of people all over the world. Visit NSI at Myra's website, www.myragoldick.com. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.